This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's time. It's time. Time to get in the zone. Time to get in the zone. With the 49ers Web Zone. This is the No Huddle Podcast with Al and Brian. Thinking in terms of one thing that you took away from uh, the defensive side of the ball in that game against Seattle. Uh, the coverage and the front the front end are married. And Traveris Ward had been targeted a ton. And I think it was less about, oh, we think we can complete passes against him, more about, well, if we have a jump ball session, we can try to, you know, try it and test that. Or mm-hmm. we could probably bait him into a penalty. Well, you're trying your best now to throw the football at him again. And now not only is he not penalizing himself, he's not going to ball away. Um, if Charverius Ward puts in performances like that on Sunday every single week, this team becomes incredibly yeah. difficult on on the defensive side because the front end is now the the defensive end is now turned into exactly what we thought it would, and now the back end is cooperating in this manner now. And really, Brian, all it took was Steve Wilkes to miraculously float from <laughs> from the booth all the way down like it, it's just insane wow. how we wow. we had this complete oversight of scheme players mm-hmm. acclimating themselves injuries mm-hmm. when really all it took was just literally like they could have had wires on steve wilkes while he's in the booth yeah. maybe and like if the team's struggling just open up the thing and just kind of just Ascend. float him straight down <laughs> yeah and just float him straight down and then boom <laughs> the defense is lit now um but i think uh again the back end was always going to be the place where you had to attack this team because you're not going to try the the, the defensive line. You're not going to try the linebackers. But now if that back end is is covering in this way, even with the 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 loss of Talano Hufanga, mm-hmm. my goodness, does this team become as well-rounded and as flexible as they want to be sending just four yeah. uh, to get the quarterback and being able to drop seven. Uh, that is insane to me that the 49ers still have this little bit that they can unlock. And maybe they might have on Thursday. And I think that's scary. Yeah. You know, and I think I think for me also the big takeaway came from the secondary uh, and it was it was the revelation that pregame Kyle Shanahan came to Traveris Ward and said, hey, you're you're going to cover DK follow. You're going to follow DK tonight. And uh, I thought that was really I thought that was a revelation because I think it shows that. I don't. I think sometimes we question how involved Kyle is on the defensive side of the ball, and I think this shows that he's pretty involved. And I would argue he might be more involved this year than in years past, and that makes sense to me. You know, obviously you're onboarding a new uh, a new guy outside of your organization. You haven't had to do that yet. Um, you're obviously going to take more, uh, you know, more time on that side of the ball. But it doesn't seem to have sacrificed uh, any of his time on the offensive side as well, because. You know, coming out of the bye, the offense just looks like a like an absolute just cheese grater. You know, uh, against the Jaguars, uh, the Bucks, and now uh, the Seahawks. And you know that Jaguars defense isn't too bad, and and neither is that Buccaneers defense. And you know the Seahawks defense 
has had its moments this season. So uh, again, it just points to this this you know looming matchup with the Eagles. But the other thing that I thought uh, that I think is, is another another piece to the puzzle that none of us saw coming, and that is the at least seeming resurgence or reemergence of Ambry Thomas, Ambry Thomas yeah. um, which, you know, I know I was one of the loudest screaming for Jalen Johnson from, from the bears uh, at the trade deadline, um, or at least just somebody, right? Someone that can come in and bump Lenore to the slot so that we don't have to see Isaiah Oliver uh, on the field or Ambry Thomas on the field, unless, you know, emergencies happen and they came out of the bye and all of a sudden Amber Thomas is on the outside and Lenore is on the inside and you're kind of like oh like okay that's different I wasn't ready for that and then what I also wasn't ready for was for him to play really well yeah and not just really well but really really well um in the three games that he's been in the starting lineup Amory Thomas is allowing a passer rating of 59.7 on 12 targets. Like he's playing really well. And obviously he had that interception against Geno Smith in this game. Uh, And that is a huge, huge emergence because again, it moves Lenore into the slot. And now your nickel coverage is stronger because it was weak with Oliver. Oliver is a great nickel against the run he's a great blitzer not great in coverage at all and so you've upgraded your nickel coverage without really degrading anything else that that oliver was bringing in the slot because now you have lenore in your in the slot and you know lenore has excellent coverage skills but you're still worried about Ambry thomas on the outside and he has acquitted himself really nicely over the last three games and so to me i think that's the biggest one is if Ambry Thomas is going to play that way, the way that he's played the last three games for again, for the rest of the, the season, I mean, this, this secondary is cooking with gas because Jair Brown has come in for Hufunga and, and, you know, he did get burned uh, against Tampa Bay. Right. But he did come in cold in that game, but the rest of that game and then the Seahawks game didn't really miss a beat with him out there. So again, just huge, huge developments moving forward if they stick. Yeah, and it's funny enough that, you know, everybody wanted the uh, an outside corner to kick Lenore inside. But what mm-hmm. if I told you the 49ers trade deadline acquisition was actually someone that was already in the building and someone that they actually right. got something out of, right? And right. it's and it's not like you're this is a rags to riches story. The kid's a third round pick. Yeah. yeah. And and he and in his first year D'Amico Ryan's had to find ways to help him out with coverage, scheme things around mm-hmm. him, run some cover three, shade a guy his way, right? Like, and get him acclimated. All it takes is a few plays for a player's confidence to go through the roof. You get the strip sack, uh, the strip fumble against the Jacksonville Jaguars, yep. and he mounts to uh, to Steve Wilkes. I'll never forget you. Almost like Steve Wilkes has been the one kind right. of pushing for him to get onto the field. So that little bit of confidence goes a long way. Then you see the interception happen. You start to see things grow a little bit more, right? And and he's only in on nickels. So again, Lenore starts outside, then kicks inside in nickel yep. situations. And yeah. it's just this flexibility that you have right now, on top of the fact that it could be from a player that you've invested in. And the whole idea of like, well, oh my God, they didn't get anybody to trade deadline. 
What if their trade de- trade deadline acquisition was a guy sitting in your building this entire time? Um, yeah. And it absolutely could go that way, um, especially when you think about the fact that Steve Wilkes is a secondary guy, the fact that Steve Wilkes has been pushing for him to get on the field, all these things little by little. This is why talent goes so far. Coaching and coaching up is the last little piece for guys that may need it. Yeah. Some guys don't need it. Most guys do, and he's one of them, and it looks it looks really good right now. They look much better for not having come off of any picks for any sort of uh, cornerback, at least, what, we're three games after the deadline? Yeah. Three games after the deadline. Well, and then not only that, but to be able to do that and still have the patience to wait, and now you've got reinforcements in Womack and Luter, who have already uh, made contributions on special teams uh, the last two games. Uh, Luter with a uh, a chase down of uh, the kick returner, uh, the opening kickoff, not the opening kickoff, but the uh, Seahawks opening kickoff. Uh, Luter is the one who chased uh, the kick returner down to save right. what would have been a touchdown. And then uh, Womack had that uh, down punt at the at the one that uh, went, he tipped to Ronnie Bell. But Womack is the one that made that play. So, right. uh, again, you've got excellent reinforcements and you didn't give up any picks, and now you're getting value out of a pick that you made two years ago in Amory Thomas. So, uh, again, and, and and you know, all of this is great considering that you've only got Charvarius Ward for one more season after this, and if you can find growth in, in that pool of, you know, four to five guys with Lenore, Luter, Womack, Thomas, right, Jair Brown, again, now you're, now you're cooking with gas where now you can re-sign a guy like a Chase Young if you want to do that or extend Brandon Ayuk or do both or whatever the case may be. So, yeah, I think big things are happening in the secondary for this team, and and that's probably the the biggest, uh, I would say, the, the, the biggest boost to this defense uh, that it could be because that defensive line is back in a big way, and that's a lot of, it's a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, right? Uh, no more pressures, just sacks. I love it that yeah like let's let's stop playing with our food and let's uh you know let's let's put it down and and that you know and you're seeing it you know six sacks uh against against seattle and almost all of them were there were two guys at least uh converging at the quarterback uh javon hargrave looks like javon hargrave from last year's philadelphia Eagles squad uh chase young and nick bosa are chase young and nick bosa eric armstead's like doing what he does every season. It's just, it's a lot of fun to watch. And then you still got guys, you know, to rotate in and Cleveland Farrell and Clea Davis. And, uh, you know, it's just, uh, Javon Kinlaw, <laughs> like you almost forget about that guy that was drafted. What? 15 overall. Remember when the traded for Randy Gregory? <laughs> uh, oh God, I didn't even say Randy Gregory. <laughs> Holy cow. It's a, it's an embarrassment of riches. It's an embarrassment <laughs> of riches. And, uh, you know, I think it's, I think it's going to be the difference coming down the stretch. 